0: The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Analysis, discussion. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. To the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R O N N I E letter K Radio on Twitter. We're today on the podcast. We're going to talk about some big news regarding a current Bronco, or well, maybe not exactly a current Bronco, or at least a current one until the end of the football year, as well. They're starting to get ready for the offseason and free agency and, well, players who are looking to get paid. We're going to talk about that coming up on the podcast, but first, our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap and 100 Colorado distilled spirits. Chef Andrea Varela in and that locally sourced rotating seasonally fair is just tremendous. Head on over there to Tap 14 on the web. That's tap14.com. Tap 14. Dot com. Now, we've had a lot of buzz around the offseason when it comes to free agents, you know, with the idea that. Look, Denver's going to have a lot of them, particularly on defense, that are going to need to get paid. And one of them signs an agent today. Shelby Harris signs with Drew Rosenhaus, of course, of Rosenhaus Sports, that tweeted by the agent welcoming Shelby Harris to the Rosenhaus Sports family. This is bad, bad news if you were a Denver Broncos fan that wants to see Shelby Harris remain in Denver. Now, I, I want to really state really quick. First of all, Shelby Harris uh, is one of the great guys in that Denver Broncos locker room. One of the nicest, uh, intelligent, fun, just good dude. Like, a good dude Shelby Harris is. And I hope he gets paid as much as he uh, is is seeking and desires. Because he really. Need, I really hope he sets his family up for years and years to come. But what this also means is you are now signing with an agent who is going to want to look to, obviously represents some of the biggest names, but goes after some of those big-time paychecks as well, too. And look, Shelby Harris landing in Denver in 2017 as a backup. And after great play, a high motor, a likable personality, and a good locker room guy, this is a guy who constantly worked his way into the lineup and eventually found a solidifying role and eventually became one of the better players this year. In 2018, uh, that was last year, uh, Harris was the seventh highest graded interior defensive lineman by Pro Football Focus. Now, Pro Football Focus, they certainly aren't the Bible, um, but this is a guy who this year came up with major play after play and particularly a couple game-winning ones as well, too, from back. Downs to, of course, I think the one that everybody remembers at the end of, uh, or I should say last year against Pittsburgh when he had the interception to seal the game. Uh, this is a guy who uh, is not a huge rush the passer guy, but a disruptor. You know what I like to say? You know, batting down balls at the line of scrimmage and, you know, making it uh, uh, almost like a mosquito type defensive lineman where he's just kind of always there and he, he makes quarterbacks feel him. And, you know, I think this is a, a, unfortunate for Shelby, but we talk about, uh, or, or unfortunate for the Broncos, because we talk about Shelby Harris, who did enjoy, I talked about the, the great 2019 career highs in sacks, that was six, and batted balls at eight. And he was the NFL leader over the last two years with 12 of them. And there is a, there is a sense of, what's going to happen with the other guys on the defensive line that also factors into this as well, too. You know, you have... Uh, with Shelby Harris you also have Adam Gotsis and Derek Wolf kind of on the hook here for contracts at the end of the season so you kind of have to all filter this together and and you know what spits out of the machine is what ends up happening and so you start to dissect all this Shelby Harris needing a new contract playing very very well Derek Wolf needing a new contract and played extremely well a career year basically until he got hurt and I think we can probably all agree that Adam Gotsis is the per se odd man out unfortunately of this situation. So this defensive line when you start to really nail down and, and focus on it and, and see who stays and who goes, you know I, I think at the beginning of the off season when the Broncos finally finished up the year, I think there was a lot more momentum around uh, what the media was talking about, what was being reported with the idea that Derek Wolf was going to stay. And Shelby Harris was likely going to be out. Shelby Harris now signing Drew Rosenhaus as an agent, I think only amplifies this with the idea that he's going to earn a bigger paycheck, one of the best negotiators in sports, probably going to make sure that he gets it. Uh, you know, look, last year the Broncos got. Basically, what Rack says, at least on uh, on the .dot com, his market value of eleven million per year, and they only paid him three million. Okay, so that means you know, and and even with a team that's talking about you know going to be sixty to eighty million dollars under the cap, uh, depending on who you you use as a source and a and a calculator, d- this is still too much money. We're talking about eight. 10, 11, 12 million dollars per year for Shelby Harris, who, you know, I I, I don't want to say is not well worth it, because I, I think that's a bit of a slap in the face to the athlete, but I do think that may not be the smartest money spent by the Denver Broncos this potential offseason. So, of course, there's a lot to get to in this when it comes to the defensive line. We will continue this defensive line discussion. Who stays, who goes? That's next. So, again, welcome back to the Braga's Blitz podcast, presented by our friends over there at TAP 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. So, again, factoring into the idea of who's up for a contract, Shelby Harris, his age, and wanting to get paid, signing Drew Rosenhaus, getting that market value of potential 11- $12 million last year, even though the Broncos only paid him three, I think you're obviously going to see the Denver Broncos look to try to sign Shelby Harris and then quickly realize that he's just going to be too rich for the Broncos' blood. And I think you're going to eventually see a split. And it really is a shame because you're talking about one of the more favorite interior offensive linemen, at least uh, since, since I started covering the Denver Broncos, a guy who is going to be only 29 next year. South of the uh, thirty-year marker, and we're also talking about a guy who uh, loves his craft and is a, a family man, and kind of kind of what you want in the locker room. This is not a guy who starts trouble or anything like that, but this is also a guy who wants to get paid, and also a guy who is probably going to end up being too rich for the Broncos to sign. So Shelby Harris, I do think, and 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 you know, I thought there was a, a small chance that Shelby Harris actually could have been retained this offseason. I think this now really kind of puts a stamp on it with the idea that, look, uh, Denver's going to absolutely want to lock up their homegrown superstar in Justin Simmons, uh, who really is probably going to be the first one that that needs to be signed. Chris Harris Jr. is also out there. So when it comes to defensive line, I don't know if you're going to pay a major premium for a guy like Shelby Harris. Now, for someone on the defensive line like Derek Wolf, where you're talking about coming off an injury, uh, a guy who was having a career year. Derek Wolf was having a tremendous year before his injury. Put him on IR for the season. A guy who is now going to be over the age of 30. Uh, he will be 30 next year. In fact, he turns 30 next month. Uh, still wants to play football and st- wants to essentially spend the rest of his career with the Denver Broncos and put in 10 years. And, and I think this is a guy who... Would even so much take a bit of a haircut again? And I say that again because remember, Derek Wolfe was one of those that took the haircut to be retained as a part of the 2015 Super Bowl team. I think this is a guy who understands that. Look, he he is not going to have several teams bidding against each other for him, so maybe that price tag is not as high. He's still going to get paid a nice little penny here in Denver, but certainly I think not a a break the bank. Massive contract that maybe some players do expect. And I think Derek understands that. And I think Derek loves where he is, and Derek understands where he is in his career with the idea that wants to play 10 years, wants to stay in Denver. And look, the chance to do that is certainly on the table. I think much more realistic than Shelby Harris. Adam Gotsis, I don't know if is, is is a player that the Broncos even want to retain. That's going to be more of a Vic Fangio decision with the idea of hey, does this guy bring enough depth to validate signing to maybe a more of a veteran minimum deal? And, and I don't know if that's going to be the case because you you put in Mike Purcell around week three, week four, and essentially made Adam Gotsis indispensable or, or, or dispensable when Mike Purcell became indispensable. You still following me there? Mike Purcell came in and became a stud on the defensive line, immediately shoring up that run defense, plugging up the middle, that wider body, uh, a great technique uh, defensive alignment that, that really the Denver Broncos, I think, are going to try to get the most out of in 2020. And I think that's probably going to lead the to the end of Adam Gotsis, And I think Adam Gotsis probably saw that writing on the wall. You know, look, when you're a starter and you end up getting benched for another uh, player... Your your days become very very numbered with the team that you're playing against, and I think Adam Gotsis can be a quality player for somebody else looking for, uh, you know, more of a a pass rushing defensive lineman. You know, not somebody who by any means is is a special type player, but. Look, Adam Gotts is going to be 28 next year, Uh, a a bit of a motor guy, and I think one of those who could be a solid contributor and and certainly find a spot on the team somewhere. So would love to see the uh, Australian land somewhere, but I don't know if this is going to be something that stays uh, here in Denver, long term, at least with Adam Gotsis. But um, and speaking of Adam Gotsis, I do want to point this out. Of course, the the fires have uh, really devastated Australia, his 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 home continent. And um, Gotsis actually on Twitter has uh, done a lot of money raising and contributing towards uh, fighting that and helping people who have been affected. And I, and I want you to go to this website if you have an opportunity. I love sharing the good. You know, we need more positive in. Well, in life in general, uh, around work, around, uh, you know, play, around uh, social media and and just in general, um, it is greenandgoldunite.org and unite, uh, U-N-I-T-E dot org, green and gold and spelled out. You can, monetary donations, uh, there's a silent auction that you could participate in. You can purchase a t-shirt as well, too. They've raised uh, over $6,000 so far, which is really, really great. Their goal is to try to get to $10, uh, and Adam's going to be matching a lot of these donations as well, too, which I think is really, really cool. And so it's greenandgoldunite.org. Go check out that website if you want to help out the people in Australia who really have been uh, ravaged by the fires and uh, the the bushfires have just been just—it's terrible video to watch, and and we're always sending our prayers out to the people who are affected. But if you'd like to help out, you could certainly check that out on Adams' Twitter account, which is gotsis96, g o t s i s ninety six, or of course at Green and Gold Unite org. So that's kind of our wrap up on the defensive line. There is I don't know if there's going to be a lot of action elsewhere after that. You know, some of your depth guys I think are going to start to have to step up this year. Your um DeMarcus Walker's I, I don't know if DeMarcus Walker's going to be around on this team next year. I I think we're talking about a player who I, look, I, I have said this multiple times on the podcast. I think it's far better than he's being utilized. I he was. It was so funny, too, because under the Vance Joseph regime, he was never utilized. But when he did see time on the field, he absolutely balled out in preseason, two sacks in uh, two preseasons ago. He also had a pretty darn good preseason this year and kind of saw some utilization, and then they went away from it and... And I don't know if it's it's something maybe internally that we just don't see, but this is this is a player who is really now supposed to be coming into his prime, and we're not seeing a lot of him on the field. And there's always generally a reason for that. So I, I don't know if Demarcus Water Walker makes this mo- this roster. However, I have to say Draymond Jones oh, going to be very interesting to see more of Draymond Jones in 2020. This is a a guy who showed real flashes as a rookie, as somebody who could potentially become a major playmaker for the Denver Broncos defense on that defensive line. Of course, drafted uh by Vic Fangio in the what was it, third round last year. And and look, growing more under Vic. And uh, I think with with Fangio you're gonna be able to insert him into roles where he can thrive maybe a little bit more than otherwise. So certainly I, I don't think defensive line by any means is a weakness for this Denver Broncos team. I do Think that the defensive line is a bit of a strength, although I don't think it's a impact position per se in any game or uh, needs to be shored up to where it can, uh, you know, really be an effective, um, dominant, you know, change the game type group. They're they're a solid group. They're a solid group. I I think that's the the way I would put it. And I don't know if Denver is going to have the resources or the money to change that. I think that's exactly what you're going to see in 2020 as we look to preview next year. I think you're probably going to see them bring in probably a depth guy, maybe a veteran, to try to solidify even more the consistency of that defensive line, you know, you, you worry a little bit about the health of Derek Wolf, but I think this is a guy who's going to come back fully healthy. But that's where that depth comes in. And so I, I think you're just simply solidifying the position. Uh, if you have an opportunity, obviously, to upgrade it on a cheaper price, I think that's obviously what you want to do. But, you know, that that may be something they want to do in the draft, and I think when it comes to the draft, you're talking about spending your resources at least earlier in the draft on different positions, wide receiver potentially in the secondary, who knows. So uh, there's certainly a lot of offseason to go, and and we will be continually talking about this, of course, on the Broncos Blitz podcast, presented by our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K. Radio. That's at R O N N I E, letter K radio on Twitter. All done for the Broncos Blitz podcast. Of course, you can check out more info at milehighsports.com. And if you missed any of the Broncos Blitz podcasts, you can go check them out at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com. Until our next podcast, we'll see you then. Later, y'all.